You know, I've been watching a lot of media recently. Not like just, you know, like watching Netflix in the background casually, but like sitting down and like trying to unwind by watching TV and the movies and YouTube and all that stuff. And I was so excited because something I've been waiting for for a hot minute got released this week and I finally uh-huh. get to talk to you about it. Okay. Well, what was it? Cyberpunk Edge Runners. <laughs> Hey, I have started that show. I have not finished that show, but I can already give that a recommend. That's a that's a good show. Good work. Yeah, David's hot. David, the main character. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> that never occurred to me, but all right. So so. I haven't liked a lot of other Studio Trigger shows. They did like a Kill a Kill, BNA, a bunch of other ones, and most of them are like a little too anime-y for me, and I played all of Cyberpunk, and I heard a lot of positive things about this pretty much immediately, so I started to check it out, and it's been my, it's been my show that I've been watching at the gym over the last week, which is <laughs> wild, because there are... <clears throat> anime titties that oh my god you got the anime titties in there oh you're a creeper in the gym now you're looking at porn <laughs> so so <laughs> this I'm... guy's working out to porn <laughs> that's how you know i'm so fucking alpha man i got that testosterone just, <laughs> just pumping through my body um so so like i'm watching it on the stair stepper which has a higher elevation than all the other equipment so i feel like the viewing angle is very safe for the content sure yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah? okay mm-hmm. thank yeah. you i i i'm i'm also i actually have one more episode to watch um and we can talk about when you're done but uh would recommend if you want to watch along with us maybe we'll talk about it next week uh netflix and cyberpunk edge runners even if you didn't play cyberpunk 2077 which i did and kind of regretted this better um though some people might have been thinking like oh man joey joey's been waiting like the rest of us for true sight the dota 2 mm. yearly i don't i feel like i'm doing a slacks voice it's the dota 2 the 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 you know the yearly valve documentary chronologicaling chronicling chronicling that's the one i wanted the grand finals of the prior ti and everybody for months has been like yo Where's it at? We've probably complained on the show. Where's it at? And that also happened this week. And I assume that most of the people listening probably have watched it. You streamed it. Yeah? You like had a watch party. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I uh, I watched it on stream since when it came out. It was like 8 a.m. my time. I wasn't ready to be up and streaming yet. <laughs> the um, It was good. Um, I do not think it was the best true sight. I saw some people saying that. I do not agree with that, but I do think it was very good. I think it would probably be in like the top three or something like that. Probably be third or something but behind um, uh, TI-8 was definitely one of the better ones. Um, I don't really remember TI-7. I, I honestly, it's, they're, they're a little bit blurry for me, but uh, I definitely felt like it was good. Um, great, even. Um, but there is some harsh con- contenders out there, you know? It's hard to beat uh, some of the other true sites. It is so rare that we disagree about something that I'm, okay. like, almost excited for the fact to, like, have an actual, like, spirited discussion where we generally have different opinions. It was my least favorite true site. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't put it in the top three. Okay. I would put it at the bottom. 
Okay. How many true science have there been? <laughs> Four? Five? Okay. I mean, if I put my third, then I don't really feel like that's that big of a difference. But do you think that... I think it suffered from the fact that there was no crowd um, and probably less like... Less story staff building working in that on the show. Aspect, uh, could be. Uh, and way more draft talk, which I thought was interesting, but not really what I want to watch True Sight for, I guess. Maybe our opinions are a little bit closer than I thought they were. The th- <laughs> 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 Fuck! So, so the thing about it for me is I feel like all the other True Sights, if I wanted to, I could show it to my mom. And she would probably yes, be like, yeah. I don't want to watch this. But like, mm-hmm. she could <laughs> follow <laughs> She Joey, could. Joey, <laughs> I don't care about your video games. You <laughs> she, need to get a real job. She, she tries to care a little bit. May, like... <laughs> It feels like I could show it to somebody and they can just follow along with a story because there, there's a big story thread there that is attached to Dota, but it is not wholly ingrained in Dota. What I feel yeah. like I just watched, I, I watched it this morning, last night this morning, was just like a 90-minute draft conversation, and I think that it is almost impenetrable on most fronts for someone who doesn't have like some experience with the game. There's just... So much that is focused on like what is happening during these drafts in these five games, and I suspect what happened is is that like you know they made the best product with the media they had. Like there was there was probably like you said there 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 was no crowd. There was probably less staff making the show. There was probably like a less they they probably didn't have a lot of media following Team Spirit before the finals. Um, more COVID restrictions and stuff. More right? COVID it's restrictions. Like, yeah, like the interactions between like even just the teams themselves, but like teams and, and people outside of the team and stuff like that. You're not going to get any of that. You're not going to get any of those. Ha- Remember the hallway shots, uh-huh. uh, fucking crit the, you know, the fucking, uh, shoulder hit. You're never, you're not going to get anything like that, uh, with this TI, right? Because of COVID. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think like all things considered, I don't blame any of the decisions that they made because I, I just assumed that there probably wasn't like anything else they've done. Uh, they could have done, uh, given uh, you, you what you think. There's something. I don't know what they could have done differently. Um, yeah, like it's like like a, the heavy draft focus, but it's like what else could they have gotten? And we we really know, but I assume that like COVID restrictions, everything else, just make it near impossible. So I was also annoyed a little bit with some of the technical aspects of like the edit and the presentation. Okay. There was there was like B roll. I saw that someone actually put this on Reddit. There, there were multiple multiple times, like three or four, that I kind of were like, just B roll was like out of time with the story. Like Toronto Tokyo mm. drafts um, Ember Spirit, but it's showing him with like an Invoker profile from his booth, and it's like, well, that's that's like a little continuity error. Um, that's that's fine. That's whatever. <laughs> you know, fucking. There's people who would say that doesn't matter, right? Um, but I I would love. If I had infinite amounts of time, which um, don't have the luxury of doing, I would want to make a meme edit that was just all the parts of True Sight, which were camera shots outside the booth looking at the hero screens. They used Mm. so much footage of the camera outside the booth looking at the hero screens all the time like they cut to those shots so much and there is nothing interesting there and 
maybe you want to show less gameplay. Um, I would probably imagine showing more gameplay. Maybe the only media you have is like the player cams. I mean, that might be more interesting to show the reactions, but like the amount of times that, that they cut to fucking outside the booths after someone died, um, sometimes their, their pictures didn't even go black and white. After someone died uh, to set up drafts, like I'm just like, oh God, there's just, it, it very clearly looks like they're trying to tell a story, but lacking supporting media, which is really tough to do. But maybe you just tell a little bit less of a story if you don't have the footage to show for it or use different footage my favorite part was all of the sfm stuff all of the source filmmaker clips oh god it was were, i think it was maybe the best they've done so far so good so yeah. so 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 good um huge huge props to whoever was doing that internally externally whoever they contracted like i who knows what we're here but like seriously great great fucking job on those clips um everything else is yeah. pretty mid to me uh, I, I would say another standout for me was the way that they had the how they cut in the other languages um, commentary wise mm -hmm. uh, how they brought in the Chinese and Russian languages for the hype moments and stuff I thought that was really well done and it's something that did not stand out to me as much in the other ones mm -hmm. so I feel like it was the best that they've done with that uh, this year so i i would agree to the sfm and the the commentary split with the uh, multiple languages i think was the two standout things for me in this true site i did so the thing that was interesting to me from a story perspective is seeing the like it was almost like this when OG was playing, right? And you had video of them, but just the different way that Spirit was handling the mood, the atmosphere, their teamwork versus how LGD was doing it. Mm -hmm. and, and and that story, like, I is almost maybe what I would have wanted to craft around a little bit more. Like, LGD is is regimented. They are strict. Xiao is telling people to go wash their face. Like, they, like there is, like, serious, um, like, like, metered professionalism right and the spirit mm -hmm. guys they all they all came out of this being so much more personable like before yeah. i was like oh team spirit i like their story that's cool i especially empathize with the ones who are like leaving their country like like because of <laughs> everything that happened but like this made me like them way more and in a way that like it didn't really affect me for liquid or og or previous iterations like this really 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 humanized those five those five people or six was silent uh for me and, and i thought that was like really well done and the, the dichotomy between spear and lgd was probably the coolest thing to see because it was, it was like two completely different ideologies which like we knew and people talked about right but like to see it firsthand in the player's own words that was that was the real story for me yeah yeah no for sure i think that um it's it's um almost a shame that we didn't get to see more of team spirits um in their build-up or something i always kind of like uh, you know true sign is just always about the finals right it's like if you make the finals you're in the documentary sort of thing like maybe there's a little bit of preamble in the lower bracket finals or something like that but I do kind of wish we had gotten almost more of Team Spirit from the lower bracket finals, just so we could see, explore more of that personality. But uh, yeah, I, I agree that Team Spirits, eh, I mean, <laughs> they are the underdogs. They were the the team that was like so friendship based. Um, all their interactions were constantly uh, like, even when they were teasing each other, it was to, to like make each other feel good, not bad. Mm -hmm. um and and it was something that was very wholesome and 
it helps that they're also the champions in the end and everything. So uh, yeah, if you're like, so if I'm a producer on True Sight and I'm thinking like, okay, who do I want to like? I, I have a camera crew. I have them for some extra days before the finals. Maybe I want to get some footage, some coverage, of some teams to help tell a story. You're you're probably never hedging your bets to go stick your camera crew with Spirit in the group stage right yeah like yeah, they're sure. probably if you're if you're ranking the list of teams to cover they're probably the ones that don't get coverage because the cost benefit of assuming they're gonna perform is like low it would be such a miracle or just a huge expenditure to cover every team the entire time but that that would be interesting like i would love to see what true side looked like if it was a little bit more than just the finals because also like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because uh, you're probably, you're also sort of banking on Team Secret, right? The upper bracket finals, when you're setting all that up, you're probably, I imagine they get some footage of the upper bracket final too, because that's a potential rematch in the making, right? Mm -hmm. So you we really want to be able to get that. So they probably had a decent amount of Team Secret, which obviously none of it was in the the movie at all, because they got third, so. Yeah, there was just Matumba Man going, Aah! Yeah, yeah. I like how somebody on Reddit pointed out um, there was a, a post about how like Spirit respected uh, the the other teams the most, which I, I think is a pretty huge fucking leap to make. Um, <laughs> but I uh, like to, to say that they respect the other teams the most, but you could definitely see the respect that they had. And also, I think that's generally the, the story um, that happens through any lower bracket is run is that you are learning from other teams as you go through. So um, I thought that was like, that was something that definitely stood out. I'm not sure how, uh, I'm not sure how much of a central point that was made, um, but I guess there were little moments like the fact that they, Team Spirit themselves reference like we've been, in this situation before when they were down to LGD, when they were even up 2-2 going into game five, um, they, they I think Silent maybe talked about the fact that they had been through this before, but it was for the TI qualifiers against Empire, I think. Um, so they, they had kind of like been through this before sort of thing. And I think that's something that was like a, a nice little build up to the, the story as a whole of like these guys have gone through so much and again it's it would have been really cool to see obviously more of that story but there's only so much you could do yeah si silent and joey really shined for me uh and in, in the whole piece i'm glad that we got a lot of coverage of them and a lot of them speaking i yeah team spirit uh yeah it was the same thing right they won two games against team empire then lost the next two games and then went into game five so it was actually the exact same scenario they had in the TI finals, <laughs> which I, I almost wish that they had made a larger note of that, uh, just because that is so. I mean, I mean that that it's almost like story, fucking. That's a that's a, a full uh, fairy tale right there. Jesus, mm -hmm. I was watching you try and grab at that one. Yeah, it, it it was it was so cool for me just just to see. Uh, the personality what what the other thing that Teresa reminded me of is I remember thinking about this like you know during the TI finals and I'm like man the universe where fucking Chow H just picked Magnus instead of Tiny <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the, the, the universe where he just I mean yeah. I think I think there was you know if I recall correctly there was a lot of speculation like right after the TI 
right after game five where they're like oh man they finally went to the tiny like i wonder if that was the play the whole time or like what they were talking about and now we know they were talking about like before the game even in the booth before tiny was left open like oh yeah magnus 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 and then it's like oh tiny's here and uh you know you could probably litigate it case that team spirit not banning tiny to help them win ti Shout out to uh, Toronto, Tokyo, and Mira for making me feel a lot better about uh, being on draft panels. Because those two guys had a lot of suggestions that were shut down by the team a lot. Like Toronto, Tokyo had this suggestion later on of leaving up both Tiny and Magnus, and that was like a very key point to the draft. But like everything else he had said before that got shut down, I think. And same goes with uh, Mira, I felt like. <laughs> a lot of Mira's suggestions in draft were just shut down. And it goes to show, like, these guys won TI, but the, you know, like, the, the ideas that they have for drafting are still not, you know, like, perfect or even close to that. They're offering some suggestions that are just, like, flat out bad. Or, mm-hmm. like, uh, there, was a, uh, there was a moment in LGD where somebody was talking about a matchup uh i think i think shin q kept on suggesting some like stupid ass like two support combo uh and also they were talking about like how ember spirit was good against a certain matchup but he was actually bad or vice versa that was another one that i was just like man even even these guys the the pros you know like they still rely on each other to to like keep each other uh in bounds when it comes to draft analysis yeah i like nothing to say just like going into his mind palace and being like yes this hero was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it really struck me how much they uh how much jow relied on ame for the draft analysis uh for ti10 when ame typically didn't say anything in any of the other true sites it felt like his mm-hmm. communication was very very little but when it came to drafting Jawade relied on, like, he would set Ame up and be like, okay, even though it was last pick, nothing to say hero, he would go to Ame and be like, these are two heroes. Uh, it's it's up to you. What do you need in the game? And he didn't ask nothing to say, you know, what hero do you prefer, even though it's his hero. He went to Ame and said, what hero makes your life easier? And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Actually, yeah, no, I remember now. He he said that, and then Ame gave two heroes and said either one is fine, and then nothing to say. Got to choose between two heroes, but ultimately it was Ame who got yeah. the call of like. That's which, when he picked the tinker, heroes. yeah. When when Ame picked yeah. the tinker, or when nothing to say picked the tinker for game four. Yeah, I think so. It was like, do you basically? It's like, do you need more space creation, or like, you know, I think it was like void spirit or tinker or something. <sighs> well. This year, the fireworks can be for Ame instead of for not Ame. <laughs> you think so? You think this is the year they finally do it? I mean, I've banked on LGD for three years in a row, so, you know, uh, uh, I've, uh, <laughs> I've been beaten down by that one prediction so many times that beginning to lose faith, beginning to think they just don't have it. I mean, it would be such a phenomenal story either way. I just want them to make the finals. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. What, whatever happens beyond that, I'm cool. 
Well, especially since Faith Beyond is apparently retiring after this TI. So it would be nice to see him go out on a win and be the first two-time winner outside of OG. I think that would be pretty fitting for somebody who has had uh, a huge mark on the scene and yeah. seems to be a pretty incredible person all around. I mean, the first thing he said when they lost was like, you know, they were better. Yeah. He, uh seems to be incredible teammate incredible person all around top lad and that's why he's my favorite player your favorite player yeah he's been my favorite player since ti6 where uh i had him going into that that uh ti is the best offlaner in the world oh man he proved it if we if you asked me, like, who's your favorite player, I don't even know who I would pull. I would have definitely pulled an offlaner, but I don't know if it would have been Faith Beyond. Yeah, good old Faith Beyond. First person to really, uh, for in my mind, challenge Universe for title of, like, best offlaner in the world. I, I could have potentially picked Universe, though I guess he's inactive. We're yeah. talking about TI, which is, you know, a very easy transition to, you know, kind of clap our hands, rub them together. Yeah, you want to talk like... about talent for a TI? <laughs> oh, we can we do that? No, there's oh. there's no announcement yet. <laughs> oh, that's oh sorry. LCQ um, starting up real quickly. It's coming in soon. Yeah, people are leaving. I mean, at least I know that we're leaving to like go boot camp in Singapore like tomorrow. Yeah, I'm surprised that you guys aren't there already. Most teams are in Singapore, I believe, already. Um, we already have a Kush facility. We're just like, you know, chilling uh, out. Yeah, um, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's worked real well this year for you guys. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're leaving tomorrow. LCQ starts on the 6th? Starts on the 8th. 8th? Yeah. Okay. I got, I got people flying in. Dennis is flying in to go film with the team at LCQ. And I think it's impossible for him to get COVID this time. So True. Yeah, that's true. That's the good part about getting COVID recently, huh? Yeah. I still gotta I get my uh Yeah. You wanna like booster. go hold hands together? We can go to we can go together. Yeah. Yeah, oh, why do you have good. to go get your booster? <laughs> just well, just because, because you do you need I'm, one? No, well, I have publicly said I'm going to Singapore no matter what. Mm. Valve doesn't invite me, I don't care. I'm going. You know, oh. I, I have I have been to every TI since TI2 and I stayed up and watched TI1 at 2 a.m. So, you know, like, uh, I'll, I'll be there one way or another. Yeah, we should have planned to like do something in Singapore because I'm going to be there also. But, you oh, know. wow. <laughs> I mean, we can meet up. Yeah, maybe maybe we can offline about this after the show. Maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should start to, if, if we were to theoretically do something, maybe I should start to talk about that soon. Um, but, you know. I don't know. Apparently, you're supposed to like tease stuff so people get interested. Um, but that means that people are probably still paying attention 20-ish minutes in, and I know that most people are sleeping. Um, <laughs> hit us up in the Discord. <laughs> Find it. Anywho, LCQ starts on the 8th, which is less than two weeks away. It is 12 days away. That's soon. And we know who is going to be there. And I'm going to be honest, we've been saying it the whole time. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, this tournament is, uh, I think, pretty hype. Um, mostly because, first of all, it's a regional battle, um, which I think is pretty cool. Could be that one region walks away with two extra teams at TI, which yeah. is really cool. 
also, I think because of the setup, um, it is a pretty even field. The way I see it is the field is split in half. Um, but there are like, there are five or six uh, contenders, like five or six, like relatively even favorites. Uh, I don't know what the percentage would come out to, to, to have what, uh, 12 teams, two slots. So one in six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I would give, you know, a pretty solid. What, what is one in six in percent? That's a 17%. 17%. So Rounding. I would say, I would say that there is probably no team with more than 15 to 17% uh, favorite for each one of these slots. Uh, and I would say that no team has below like five percent. I don't know. I what mean, do you want to bet? You, you want to make like a like a like a friendly wager? What, sure. I will do something fucking stupid if Tempest wins. <laughs> God damn, that's some flame! You didn't even go wild card. You should have said wild card. Really? I, dude. <laughs> I don't know. What's the... Uh, you get a tattoo? Okay. SA Dota number one? That's going to be really hard to stomach, but I think that's probably <laughs> fine. Because <laughs> I am so confident. Um, oh, okay, so what, what would you... You think it's less than 5%? I think Tempest has a less than 5% chance of getting out. I think Wildcard has a less than 5% chance of getting out. Everybody mm. else is in some level of contention more than that. Those two teams in particular, I think, are the easy bottom two everybody okay. else i can make a case for i the, think that's i think that's fair i think i guess i i see this field a little bit more split where it's like there are some teams that are basically like five day to eight percent and that would be nouns wildcard infamous tempest uh maybe navi maybe polaris and then you have the the other field of like more of like the favorites which is t1 virtus pro team liquid team secret extreme and vici um, and I would say that Polaris and Navi are probably a little bit more likely to be dark horses alongside maybe infamous and nouns. But I, I think the, the, the general point is just that I think the field is pretty even. There are, of course, favorites. But at the same time, I don't think there is any team that is incapable of taking one of, again, it's two slots. So I think uh, there is potential for a, a dark horse to upset the six different favorites that are all pretty even in my mind. I think it's hard for me to call them a dark horse because of the team name and brand associated with them and some of the players. But for me, the dark horse is T1. Mm. I think I think yeah. the dark horse is T1. And I think um, I, I would be willing to place a bet that the two teams that come out are some combination <clears throat> of Secret, Liquid, VP, and Extreme. Yeah, I think um, T1, I guess I have rated higher. And I know mo- like there's going to be plenty of people who are like, oh, but Polaris beat T1. Um, I, I think that most people would probably still put T1 above Polaris and why they're one of my favorites because of the fact that they are all land performers. If you look through the, the list, right, it's not just Anna Thompson, who are both two-time TI winners, right? But it's also Cuckoo, who has had very good strong performances on land has always shown up and he's a captain so that's important they've got march as yeah, their captain it's march <laughs> that, that that guy it was you know like 
that guy overperformed at every all of his teams overperformed at TIs at lands. Um, so and Zephyr and Whitemon, uh, I mean, they've both been at lands and T1 has done well. So I think um, they, they just have like a land buff in my mind um, that you should expect them to be better than their third place in the C qualifier sort of deal. Uh, also more time, right? More time for that roster to, to get better and grow mm-hmm. and get good. I so. I don't even know how solid I feel about VP if I'm being honest. Like if if, if, uh, if VP has the opposite, right? They have they have the the land nerf. Yeah, VP <laughs> has a land nerf. Liquid has a land nerf, but like I'm going to keep on sucking down copium until the day i die so yep. like it's 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 fine there i i feel really i feel really confident about secret liquid extreme i think most people would probably i think if you pulled enough people those are the names that would show up in the top three the most often probably yeah but vici gaming is also um i think well within that striking distance of these other teams they are all in all it's pretty much just the na and sa teams that uh i think you most people are going to be doubting and i think that's relatively for good reason um just because the the depth of the regions uh shows once you go to the third or fourth particularly i would say the fourth spot is usually pretty rough um but it's uh it's ti so dark horse potential is always there yeah, the like infamous group B, I infamous and wild card will almost certainly be taking games off people. I don't think that they're going to go undefeated. They're you going mean nouns? Wait, which one do you like more? Nouns or wild card? I think infamous will definitely take a game off somebody <laughs> and cause <laughs> havoc. Wild card will go uh, 0 and 10. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess it depends on what the oh we already know the groups we do so group a is navi nouns polaris secret tempest vici that's the easy group mm. group b is infamous t1 liquid vp wildcard extreme are they two game series they, they are. are they're 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 best of two round robin and no one gets eliminated in groups but bottom two gets seated into the lower bracket hmm i'm definitely going to say that there won't be a team that goes totally winless at least like individual games whether it's out of the groups or even out of the best of three mm-hmm. I, I i think the skill is even enough and everybody's everybody's prepping pretty hard from what i can tell going to singapore real early which is so. really a pain in the butt because pgl only gets flights like to and from the same location now and it's really expensive to boot camp in singapore so like if you want to travel yes. from like malaysia to singapore to back home to i mean i think maybe sammy boy are the people who tweeted about this it's just uh <laughs> nouns fuck, made a it very fiesta yeah yeah there, there, there's definitely been some uh very clear travel problems uh, I know that uh, talent don't have any flights yet, uh, or at least most of them do not. So, you know, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I am excited for this. I think that part of my excitement is going to come uh, by just being on the edge of my seat about the liquid situation. Because, okay, here's here, here's the thing. 
Yes, I am invested in the team. Yes, I work for them. Yes, I am friends with them. My personal ticket to the international depends on their performance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. There's all this, uh, there's this drama about they, they just don't give uh, tickets to, to people who lose, I guess. Yeah, so like there is a world where I might need to beg around to other teams who might not have people there and be like, hey. Or like be, be like, hey, can I be your, your uh, boyfriend, partner, Mr. Mm-hmm. caster yeah. like they're they're, they're <laughs> i yeah. i am a non-zero amount but a very low percent because i have a lot of confidence in the team a non-zero amount of worried that i'm going to be in singapore for ti and watching all of ti from my hotel room yeah this is uh this has been sort of like um it's somewhat ongoing thing with ti uh and it's of, I'm of, of like two minds of it. TI is the only tournament that has these sort of uh, problems where it's like, you know, like I can't get my significant other in, or like, uh, you know, like I like teams are restricted so much, and it's been a, a problem that gets worse every year. And TI is the only tournament, but also it's like also it's TI, so I get it. It's like. There's a lot more desire to be at this LAN event than other traditional LAN events, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I have I have no idea. The, the next three weeks of my life have so many fucking question marks involved that it is hard to try and even hypothesize about. Yeah. Well, we got another week to to be able to talk about this some more. We'll, we'll have another podcast uh, before LCQ actually starts. So, mm-hmm. the uh, you want to talk about some other stuff? I've been playing a, a ton of uh, Dota lately, and I've also been playing a ton of Ability Arena. Have you tried that game yet? I haven't. You're gonna. You should invite me in Arena. Um, okay. This this is what Suns fan was was brewing up in his in his game dev yeah, kitchen. Yeah, Suns fan Jenkins and uh, Buka. Um, that trio made this game it's like atomic war except for with ability draft elements into it um and like no economy game so it's a little bit more straightforward in that regard and it's just like it's it basically takes the fun of ability drafts which is just like creating combos for yourself and like making cool overpowered shit happen Mm -hmm. um and putting it into an auto chess game so it's uh it's good it's a lot of fun uh i've been playing a lot of it i know most of my friends have been as well it's just it's a nice break from from dota to be honest i'll have to does it lean most heavily into auto chess mechanics and game design um yes but there is no okay so there are things that i really like about it for such as there is no gold mechanics uh, or, or rather, there's no economy interest. Um, so you have gold, you spend the gold. And if you don't spend it, you lose it. Um, that part I actually like quite a bit because I think the economy interest aspect of auto chess games is actually the one of the more boring and needless parts of it. You should encourage people to roll. That's part of the fun. Um, and then... 
I mean, placement is pretty important, but uh, I would say because it's a Dota ability drafts game, it's way more about the mechanics and AI of, you know, what... I mean, there's just... It's it's an ability draft game at the end of the day, right? Dota is already a game that has a bunch of OP broken shit in it, and then you put ability draft, and it becomes like yeah, exponentially more broken, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, every single time I stream and, and play this game, somebody's coming up to me, and it should be like, oh, you need to do this combo. This one's broken. And I'm just like, yeah? What isn't? <laughs> like, have you tried the sticky napalm rot combination? That's broken. Yeah. And so are 50 other things. There is. That's the funny part about it is that there are so many broken things is that it, in a way it balances itself out pretty nicely. That is because that's also a little bit of the design philosophy behind Dota in the first place, right? Is that there's yeah, so yeah. many things that are quote OP that nothing is OP. I mean, some stuff's still OP, but like, you know. It's yeah, they, fun. and they've also done a pretty good job of balancing the the game because they did so much uh, testing early on. So, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to load up a game. I, I have not played it. I have just I've opened my my Dota client once to look at the uh, the PA persona, mm, and yeah. then I went, well, I don't really play PA, and then I closed the client and went back to doing other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i've been doing a lot of party queue and doing my cavern crawl stuff as much freebie shit as uh as i can get mm -hmm. that's uh that's been my life lately other than that i don't know it's uh i've been enjoying playing dota again but at the same time i have to do it through the matchmaking system so that's always kind of a bit dicey i've been doing um pokemon go lately my friends got me into pokemon go again it you still play like, that no i played a lot of pokemon go like most people for the first five months mm -hmm. and then i didn't really feel the communal aspect of it uh, like other people did and then i also like i am a pokemon fan don't get me wrong but i think that a lot of the people who are really into pokemon go are pokemon fans um <laughs> so i i don't think i quite fall into that category so i kind of just dropped off a, a wee little bit i will say that they uh they actually did make the game uh a little bit more there's a bit more depth to it and it's uh i would say more interesting um there's all these quests that you can do there's uh the battle system uh is a lot better alongside the raid system um and there's also a star system that i don't believe was there when i was playing it before mm -hmm. um so no pokemon not only have combat power but also stars uh yeah it's uh it's it's pretty cool i i'm, I'm down with it it'll give me a little bit of uh, entertainment i'm sure I'll, I'll uh stop playing uh two three months from now but for now, it's like a nice excuse to go out. Uh, Ellie and I usually go uh, kind of drive like five minutes into town and then walk around uh, I, yeah. in the I was, city. I was going to be like, oh, I bet you're walking around name specific place all the time. <laughs> but then yeah, I, yeah, avoided, yeah. I avoided doing that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm very public that I live in Glendale. Somebody really can, tries to you find can me. You probably assume where Cap is walking around if you know anything about Glendale. <laughs> and you're probably yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I find it really hard to be there and like not just eat a bunch on that street. Um, I have a Porto's problem. Um, 
I finished Ocarina of Time, and now I am. Good job. I'm playing a Half-Life 2 mod, and then I'm going to play Majora's Mask. I tried to play Shovel Knight Dig, which came out on Friday, um, which is something that I assumed you would want to play just because it's it's a roguelite. Um, and I was pretty I was pretty mid on it. I actually I actually mm. wasn't super invested, even though I quite quite like the other Shovel Knight games. So that was what I did with some of my Saturday, um, and then eventually I had the self control, just put it down and start experimenting with uh, with other things. Uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna I'm excited to get into Majora's Mask. Um, have I been playing? What other games have I been playing? Um, the trombone game that everybody's playing on Twitch? Or are, are, are you tooting? No. no? Okay. No, I haven't. Been playing Noida um, still. I'm not sure if I talked about that game. I touched uh, Outer Wilds a little bit on the Switch. Uh, I, that game is really cool. Um, I haven't played a whole lot of it, and I will probably uh, play more of it when I travel on the Steam Deck. But uh, that that game super super interesting. Have you ever, uh, very cool stuff. If you're a big fan of space, check that game out. Have you ever played a video game that like just makes you feel dumb? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've definitely played some of those. Yeah. That was Outer Wilds for me. Like I yeah. I, I gave it yeah. like a real honest like eighty minutes, maybe ninety. I don't think I made it to two hours, but I'm like. I don't know if I get this. I might be stupid. <laughs> and then like, I'm like, you know what? This is, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to put this down. Um, and generally games don't like, I, okay. I'm someone who played literally every puzzle in the witness and I'm like, dude, I'm the smartest person on earth. And then I picked up Outer wilds <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> my brain no work well. <laughs> It's funny. I have a lot of friends who really genuinely love Outer Wilds. I still don't think it clicked for me. So uh, mm. be interesting to see uh, if, if you keep up with that. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of people in Discord would want to talk to you about that one. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will definitely get back to you probably after Ti, where uh, I will be spending most of the time playing it on the plane. So I'll get uh, uh, more than the hour and a half, two hours that I'm currently into the game and. Uh, <laughs> give it more solid feedback yeah uh i tried playing i mean now that we're just on this dog like i'm gonna just list a couple other things i tried playing immortality do you know what that is no immortality is a um fmv i kept on trying to say sfm it's an fmv game so it is all acted um yeah there has been a trend lately these fmv games yeah uh it's it's in the same like uh, group of people who made like her story and some other ones. I generally do like FMV games, not for broadcast, which is an FMV game that came out earlier this year. Um, is probably one of my favorite indie games this year so far. Immortality, I uh, great critical reviews. I really struggled with it. I don't think there's a lot of game there, um, and also like the way that the editing was kind of bothered me. Um, so I. I, I pass an immortality. I played all of Returnal because I finally broke my PS5 out. That's something you're probably going to like when it comes to PC. Mm, okay. Um, and then I played... I played all of Rollerdrome, which is something... 
that I don't think I talked about in the podcast. I just talked about with you privately. It is is a quick little game that is a lot of fun for anybody who has like some nostalgia for Tony Hawk style games, older Tony Hawk style games, mixed with uh, third person shooter combat. It feels fun and fluid and unique. And if you like either of those things, especially if you're like if you like both those things, you should you should probably check out Roller Drum. I was I was never a skater. Yeah. Skater gamer. No, I never played any of those. I never played skate, never played Tony Hawk. It didn't really get to me. I didn't like skate. I did like the original Tony Hawks. Uh it it, it was fun. Maybe I just maybe I just wanted to like connect with like my SoCal roots, you know? I was like, yeah, we're in Venice, we're skating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you ever skateboard? No. I, uh, the only boarding I do is snowboarding. I learned a little bit of surfing, um, but that's it. Maybe, maybe that's the thing because I definitely dabbed a little bit with, you know, a skateboard as a kid and Tony Hawk's I mean, like, I did play, yeah, so cool. uh, SSX tricky. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I played that, but that, that also didn't give me that much either. Also, you could just do more. I feel like. Just thinking about it, I would rather play the snowboard game than the skateboard game because the snowboard game, you go bigger and farther and and faster. They're two different things. I also loved SSX and <laughs> SSX2. If I, uh, w- when the conversation comes up, which I think literally did the last episode, you know, like what games do you want like kind of remade? SSX is actually one that I would love to see revitalized. I don't know if they would ever do it right, but the idea, like even last weekend, I just had my friends over and we were like, we plugged in an N64 and we played like an old Mario Party and Mario Tennis Kart and it was damn. a lot of fun. I would love to have like a modern couch co-op uh ssx race because i think that it's just it's it's really easy to jump into and i had a lot of fun playing ssx in the day mm. okay. it's okay. tricky to rock around it's tricky it's tricky 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 tricky, tricky, tricky. tricky. yeah that's yeah. just seared into my brain uh other than that i really have a whole lot going on i've been doing some uh some archon stuff that i can't really uh talk about um just yet but uh we are gonna be remaking arkosh for next year and that's taken um a bit more work than you would maybe expect um we're actually gonna try and make this more of a professional organization is basically what it comes down to and there's a lot of back-end work that needed to be done on that fortunately i brought in some help you gotta have like a business um, yeah, we actually are. So uh, we're going to try and turn that into something. Um, I don't know how public it'll ever really be, um, but that is something that I've, I've just been doing. Like public stocks, like I can buy shares of the company, you know? Yes, exactly. Hopefully we're ever that successful. I've <laughs> uh, been doing a, a little bit more. Uh, I've been dabbling back into the voice acting stuff a little bit more. I've uh, been sending out some additions and uh, applying and uh yeah just kind of like dabbling around it's in, it's in that whole pre-ti uh or in post-ti there are two different periods there's a drought on both sides of just kind of like there's no events there's not a whole lot to do Ooh, hold on dude hold on disagree not a whole lot uh-huh. to do have you been on twitter this last week <laughs> 
<laughs> because as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot uh, to do, and it is all like TMZ tabloid drama shit. I try and keep my keeping up with drama quota down to like an hour a day. You know, like if, if I can't get it done within that hour, then the, you know that's good. Whether it's it's regular Twitch drama or it's esports drama or Dota drama, whatever it is, you know, I feel like an hour a day. You know, that's it. So, uh, yes, I have kept up <laughs> with everything. We're, we're, we're talking about G2, right? Oh, I want to talk about Mizkiff <laughs> and OTK. I actually uh, that, don't. That, I actually don't. I do not want to talk about their Twitch streamer drama. That, that is for sure. They, let's just, you know, just general, just general reminder. Uh, if, if you didn't already know, uh, most <laughs> streamers are terrible human beings. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Like you. I feel like most of them are terrible human beings. Just, you know, until proven otherwise, just presume that they're terrible. Imagine that your job is having to be live on camera for like 60 hours a week and what that does to a person. Just, just, yeah, just, that, just, that just, probably corrupts your brain entirely. Think about especially, it. Especially, especially if it's happening as your brain is still developing and like you start this and you like it starts at like 16 or 18 and your brain is literally still developing. And uh, now you're you're 25, 27. Yeah, you're you're a corrupted human being. You're you're you are like the next stage of evolution, but backwards. Also, uh, general note: maybe this one falls into the advice column. Don't sexually assault people. Just leave it at that. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I'll I'll just I'll just throw that out into the ether, and you can just do do what do what you want with it. Uh, Don't. Uh, Let me just say like that. that. I, I look at that whole Twitch drama stuff and then I think back to like our, our own like Me Too movement stuff and like the stuff that happened there. Man, there is a huge difference in like the procedure of things that happen sort of deal. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like there still is just like a lot of information that isn't public and, and there I see it all the time that people like, oh, Toby never did anything wrong. He, he just left because, you know, he was so hurt by people betraying him or whatever. Like, I, you know, I see those comments. Cancel like, those culture. Com- ah! Yeah, those those comments survive because like a lot, there was a lot of stuff that just went on behind the scenes, which was for the best because otherwise you get situations like this where people are just literally just using sexual assault victims as fucking chess pieces on a board. It's really fucking gross. You know what also is gross? Throwing away... <laughs> Thank you. Throwing away your entire company, your involvement with it, your job, um, your fan base, and a bunch of other things because you wanted to have drinks with probably the world, the the internet's favorite or least favorite, depending on how you look at it, misogynist, uh, Andrew Mm -hmm. Tate. And, And then... And then when given the opportunity multiple times to back away from said person or drama you double triple and then maybe even quadruple down on it yeah i don't so so this is interesting for a dota audience because um g2 has never had a dota team no and there might be some people who are like hey who what like what's this brand joey who's this esports team when when i think about uh, premier esports organizations. If I'm gonna start rattling them off off the top of my head, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Liquid, Hundred Thieves, Cloud Nine, G Two, 
oh, they're the fourth one that came out. They're they're like really high up there for me in terms of organizations mm-hmm. because of their participation in multiple different games where they have been successful in. They are huge in league. They've been successful in Valorant. They 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 are in the right ecosystem, and they're they're also a big a big Counter Strike team, right? Um, they wouldn't actually be the fourth person. There's probably like you know like a crank like Navi and Fnatic above them, and you know maybe a couple others, but like they are they are arguably top five team on earth in terms of brand right and yeah i I would say that there may be some other brands that like maybe i don't know if they're bigger or not like i feel like g2 is like hip it's it's hot you know it's a hot esports brand their media well it was hot now it's too hot (laughs) Yeah, their their media is good. Like the stuff that they create is truly top tier. I think they're like easily top three in terms of video content. Uh, I respect them a lot, and that's what I do every day, right? And they have a CEO, much like Nate Shot, who is just in the limelight. He is a character. He is enigmatic, and 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 he helps drive that content because he's a personality, right? And that is Carlos, Carlos, the now former CEO of G two, who was partying with Andrew Tate, um, Andrew Tate, TLDR, misogynist, public one, internet really doesn't like him for said reason, um, and then, you know, he posts this video of G2 celebrating and him him being with Andrew, and then the internet goes, is that Andrew Tate? Whoa, whoa, bad, Carlos, bad, bad boy, bad, 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 and then Carlos goes, hey man, I draw the line at the internet policing my friendships. Fuck off. That's my interpretation of it, but that's basically what he said. Um, he did say, I draw the line at like people policing my yeah. friendships, right? So instead of, so what a normal person could have done in this situation, if you're Carlos, you go, hmm, I might have made a mistake and made people angry. I have a lot of really important sponsors for my team that I run that I care about a lot. I'm the CEO of a company. Maybe I should distance myself from this mistake, even if I don't really agree with it. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. He went, actually, you know, this ship going to go down with it. And he did. And since then, like... He's not sorry because he hasn't apologized at all for it, which is fine. He doesn't he doesn't have to apologize, but he lost so much because of it. Especially one thing that they really lost is and this is not confirmed, um but it is a very credible theory. Uh Riot was accepting partnership teams for Valorant. In three different regions, North South America, um, EMEA Europe, and Asia Pacific. There's like I think 18 teams, 20, 18 teams maybe or 24 teams. It's something like that. I think it's 24 teams. And allegedly G2 had a spot. This drama happens between G2 getting a spot allegedly, and Riot announcing who the teams are. So there was time for Riot to just pull the plug on their spot and give it to somebody else, which they might have done. And that's not good for your sponsors, for your employees, for your players, for your brand, for a bunch of things. Because Valorant, if y'all don't know this, most popular esport right now, probably the one with the most rising stocks. 
you want to be a Valorant partnership team. Fun fact: yeah. secret Val- team secret Valorant partnership team in in uh, Asia Pacific region. Oh, yep. Um, yeah. Really cool for them. Uh, people should congratulate them and be happy and, and support them if you like Valorant. That's that's like really big for a brand like them. Um, Liquid got a spot. G two did not get a spot. Almost certainly because of Carlos's antics, which is wild. Yeah, it's pretty absurd. I um, so I was definitely on the I I when I, I when I saw this and I I was like, okay, I like have a general understanding of like Andrew Tate, piece of shit. Like I had a general understanding of that, but I didn't really know the details about this guy. <laughs> so when this first came out, I was just like, ah, okay. All right, so I, so I see a lot of like grandstanding of like, don't let this guy into esports, don't let this guy into esports, and I was like, well, is there any sign of him coming into esports besides him partying with this Carlos guy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this seems like a little over the top, but whatever. And then uh, and <laughs> and then all this other starts has st- stuff starts happening. I'm just like, this feels like a little extreme. And then I learned more about Andrew Tate. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, this guy is way worse than just being a misogynist. Jesus Christ. This is a truly horrific human being. There is something wrong with this. And <laughs> and the fact that. The fact that uh, people don't seem to have this idea that like, yeah, you you are accountable to like your friendships. And I think it would have been totally fine if he had just been if he had if he had put out something that would have been like, hey, look, I try not to like if he had just done like a very like, uh, you know, middle of the road, like I try not to to judge people until I get to know them in person. And like, you know, like I, I feel like that's a that's a very easy uh philosophy to have. I know because I it's it's one that I have. Right. I try not to let like the things that I learn about people through other sources or online or from a friend or something i'm like just wait until i i meet that person uh face to face and like talk to them maybe maybe it's different right and if mm-hmm. he had done something like that and said like you know there are i believe there's good in every human being or something you know real fucking you know he probably could have gotten away with this so easy but the fact that he's like i draw the line here i party with whoever the fuck i want <laughs> it was just like okay why Even, did you do that? You're a public facing. <laughs> you are you are not just a regular CEO. Like I know this about this this organization. This guy is a fucking face, as you said. He is a character. He he is he is like the face of the company mm-hmm. in a bigger way than just being the CEO. He is part of their product. <laughs> what the fuck would you ever do something like this and then get some sort of backlash and then double down and then go and then like spitefully be like fucking liking tweets and and fucking <laughs> pinning stuff when you get like you, you get like fired at stuff and you're like you still pin, keep your your other you, you throw out an apology but also have your other uh pin tweet being the i party with whoever the fuck i want i draw the line here like like how pity how, how fucking petty do you have to be to just be like you can't take this you can't take this knock you can't be like oh yeah like i I guess i am like hanging out with some some you know people who are of low moral fiber uh and that's that's a fair criticism that is being lobbied my way 
you know? Yeah, I'm just, sorry to anybody I've You could have just kept this private. You yeah. could have just kept your relationship with this person private. Everything would have been fine. It's because, you know, esports teams and business is still very much on a knife's edge in a lot of cases. G2 has serious sponsors. Imagine what happens if Adidas pulls out of G2 just because they are now mad at Carlos because of because of this imagine mm. if bmw i think pulls out mm. imagine you know I- I- any one of their marquees are gone imagine two of them are gone because of this yeah they've got bmw longitech red bull adidas uh pringles mastercard these are some big fucking brands they've got here and you Ralph know what those Lauren. brands don't want to be associated with <laughs> Andrew Tate beating women <laughs> yes yes exactly uh, <laughs> the, the, the Ralph Lauren polo club is for sport not for combat right like it's it's not a club is for hitting a ball not for hitting other human beings yeah that's the thing so <laughs> god fuck me it's it's just you know I can almost empathize a very small amount with the idea of like, yeah, maybe the internet shouldn't tell me who I do and don't like. There's a nugget of that that I think rings true to someone with like a libertarian perspective. However, Mm -hmm. as soon as you are either a CEO, a public figure, figure, or responsible for, I'm going to guess G2 has at least 50 employees, their jobs, suddenly you cannot exhibit this behavior because you're just responsible for so many people it's it's so irresponsible i couldn't imagine what it was like and i and i know nothing i, I don't know anybody there but i couldn't even imagine what it would have been like to be a, a, an employee at g2 for these last couple of weeks my, my heart <laughs> goes out to them yeah 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 so we'll see what the, the fallout is but apparently the the new rumor is is that he was forced to divest from g2 entirely uh, which is pretty wild. I feel like maybe that's a little bit of an overstep, but uh, I, I wouldn't know. want him to have like controlling. I don't think he has. Um, can, yeah, like, he doesn't have power. a controlling interest. Yeah, but, yeah, but which I do is know different. He has law, right? Yeah, my assumption is that he has like a, a substantial amount. Um, so that's that's also kind of kind of fucked. But that's uh, for anybody who doesn't follow that. There, there's the juicy esports drama of the month. If if you're worried that you haven't gotten enough with Dota over whatever's been happening for the last three weeks, just just go read a little. Just just look up Oslo. Look up Carlos on Twitter. All the tweets are still there. None of them are deleted. There's no apology. <laughs> like you can go, you can go relive the whole thing immediately if you want to. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Uh. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, you know what, Austin? Why don't we why don't we end on a fun note and take a Patreon question to kind of palate cleanse? Because I can feel myself continuing to get more and more worked up. And the one breathment that I can possibly think of is our lovely people who support us over on patreon.com slash sidepole who, who who make the financial choice to to support the show, to support the podcast feed, to hang out with us in Discord, to ask questions. A thank you. All those people make my lives better. Not Carlos. All right. Uh, This week's question is going to be from Patrick Labram, who says, with all the interesting new ags every patch, why is Venos still just doing extra damage? Also, have you played any TTRPGs that aren't D&D? Venomancer, Dota 2, Wiki. Um... 
Do you, any, any RPGs that aren't that aren't just Dota two? Uh, that aren't D and D. Up. I have really only played D and D. I have recently taken up uh, Gloomhaven, um, which is uh, I would say a yeah, I would say that's a tabletop RPG, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, not really. Um, what about you? I played, um, cyberpunk and its base system once for about five to six sessions. I, I, I don't have enough knowledge on different, um, methods and and rule sets of D to really have strong opinions on them i've listened to some that i haven't really liked over others i i like the simplicity of like high rolls good bad low rolls bad um and then beyond that i think is a noob i like to have a, a, a rather easy rule set i can't dive in too deep to it you know um there is actually a um board game that We've been trying to play for a while, uh, Luminous, if you guys remember uh, him, the Dota caster. Um, he bought um, a tabletop MOBA. What? Uh, it's called Gar Guards of Atlantis. Uh, I believe it's what it is what it's called. Uh, I think it might actually be the second one. Guards of Atlantis 2. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And I, I uh, was actually pretty interested. I would love to see what a MOBA is like on a tabletop board game. That that seems super interesting. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to to get a uh, collaborate at board game night because uh, I was bouncing around so much and stuff. But yeah, he's uh, just a busy guy. Yeah, I would be. I would be super interested to see what that's like. PvP, MOBA, tabletop. Yeah. Do you think there's just so many heroes in Dota that some just get like forgotten about by the devs and then every now and then they go like, oh yeah, Venno does exist. Like how, um, how, do, how do you properly give time to every hero? I would love to know when they're thinking about balance changes, like how they like logistically go through one by one every hero and think about them like is there just an excel sheet that's shared like is there is there like a a slack channel for every different character like i i'm interested in like the organizational aspect of of how you're tending to all these different things because if you're listing out like every hero different abilities ag shard um there, there's just so much to keep track of when playing around right so i can agree with the crit like i went to go look up to check the ag's scepter for Venno mm -hmm. while we were shitting and uh, it just says <laughs> like the question increases damage and decreases cooldown for poison nova and the increase <laughs> by the way it's just one percent and the cooldown is like 40 seconds so with an ag shard level 16 you are you're doing 4.5 percent Max health as day as DPS as opposed to 3.5 and a 60 second cooldown as opposed to 10 seconds, which I guess gives it an uptime of a downtime of 40 seconds. Um, uh, yeah, 35 if you get the uh, talent as well. Mm -hmm. 
that's the that's the thing about it is that I think that it is perfectly fine for an Aghanim Scepter just to be something super simplistic like that because I think there are there's also shards there's also talents um, and I think that you have to consider all of these things in the big picture um, for example my favorite hero to rant about lately Marcy um, right like the this hero um, is you have to keep all of that stuff in mind because let's look at Marcy where this hero got based a lot more around her jumping ability rebound or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, guess what rebound has it has a talent buff every single level so now the ability that is her strongest ability also has a talent buff every single where it used to be disposed was like oh disposes this like really cool like blink instant stun you know move out of position that's incredibly powerful now it's your jumping ability that also gets a cast range increase that also gets a, a, a stun duration increase that also gets uh i don't know what else uh actually I, I don't remember what the 15 talent maybe it's damage or something but uh so you have to keep all of that in mind so i'm okay with an agonim scepter just being something super simplistic as just like uh, it just does more damage because you also have talents that have the impact, you also have the shard that has the impact, and then there's items that, all these sort of things. Um, I do think that Cavern Crawl frequently reminds me of uh, heroes that definitely could use and that does feel like they're forgotten. I kept playing this hero, uh, I, it's some sort of support hero, and there is a 15 talent for the support hero where the choice is between like a significant increase in damage or 25 movement speed a fucking windlace that's the difference what and it's like there's no fucking way there's no fucking way that anybody ever takes the 25 movement speed it's so fucking obvious which talent you should take uh and so yeah i do think there are some heroes uh, not necessarily the hero as a whole, but maybe some specific things about the hero. Maybe there's a shard that is like super fucking bad or a talent choice that is super fucking bad or something like that. Um, you know, that, I, I think that definitely exists in Dota because there are so many things going on and there's probably uh, less developers playing um, than there has been. So... Cavern Crawl always reminds me of these sort of things because obviously I'm branching out with heroes a lot more and uh, <laughs> it always shows there's always some forgotten hero that has something that is just not right. Also, the scepter might just be good on Venno. It is still... So I'm just looking at Dota buff now. Fifth most bought item. I know why acceptors are popular on most heroes, right? But not. it's not the fifth True. most bought item on most heroes. 57 point whatever win rate. It's a pretty good win rate for an item. Yeah, it's one of those things that becomes more powerful uh, later on to the game, right? When you get the talent that increases it by another five seconds, but also like you get certain things. Like uh, I saw a Chinese player, uh, what they were doing was they would, when they were like assaulting the base, they would like set up for a high ground. And, and this guy, he would just, he would blink in, uh, he would blink in ulti, and then he would win waker himself back out of the base again. <laughs> and it was so funny and so effective um and it made 
the the Agadim Scepter that he had, like the Agadim Scepter was so much more powerful because he was hitting multiple heroes and he wasn't suiciding when he did it either. Uh, so uh, it's Shadow Demon, by the way. Uh, it, okay, okay, listen, listen, listen to this fucking talent. Okay, I I played this like sick Shadow Demon game where I I managed to get. Uh, the shard and the Aghanim scepter. Mm -hmm. So, for those of you guys who don't know, the Aghanim scepter gives you charges onto demonic perch. Uh, super powerful. <laughs> so <laughs> now good. you get three charges. You boom, boom, boom. You could triple demonic perch somebody. Crazy strong. Uh, when you get the shard, it also applies the the charges to demonic cleanse as well. So there, there's this like super sick power spike when you get both of them together, okay? Now, the talent at level 15 is 200 demonic purge damage. So without the Aghanim Scepter, it's just an extra 200 damage, which just that is good. But then you get the, the, the three charges from the Aghanim Scepter and all of a sudden it becomes 600 more damage. And the other talent is 25 movement speed. How does that even compare? Even if I'm having a shitty game and I don't get an Aghanim Scepter, I'm still not taking that fucking Windlace. I'm still taking 200 Demonic Purge damage over a fucking Windlace. Like, <laughs> how are those talents equal in any way? I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna look real quick. Uh, Shadow Demon, Dota buff. Let's see what the what's the percentage of uh, how many people pick that that twenty five percent. I would I I it has to be below ten percent five percent. There's no fucking way. You're wrong. Fifteen percent pick rate. I mean, there's more stupid people in the world than I can account for. What can I say? <laughs> also, also, <laughs> if you look at like the the win percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the win percentage is really yeah, high on the 25% move speed. Yeah, because it's all fucking wonky because, you know, nobody picks it. It's really high. If you're playing Shadow Demon, 55% win rate on that 25% move speed. 25 plus 25, 90% based. <laughs> it's a fucking win lace. 